discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. It says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boateng as Christ is magnified in you. Hallelujah. So last two Sundays, I started sharing with you, um, during the old day, I spoke about anointed and appointed for action. Do you remember? And then I spoke about um, the ministry of the Holy Spirit as we act or as we do what God wants us to do in the afternoon. Do you remember? And I, I prayed for a number of you and all of that. Then last, last Sunday, I shared concerning proof producers. How that God has made us what proof producers. We are, he's, he's working, we are workers together with him to produce um, evidence of the fact that Jesus is alive. Hallelujah. The power of God is for one purpose, not to prosper you. Okay? All those are um, extras. But the main thing is to confirm and bear witness of the fact that Jesus is alive. So in Acts chapter, chapter 4, verse 32, and 33. 33. Let's just go to 33. Acts chapter 4 verse 33. It says, And with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And great grace was upon them all. Have you seen it? With great power they gave what? Witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And great grace was upon them all. So the power of God is actually not for prosperity purposes. Or for um, other things, it's to bear witness, it's to confirm that Jesus is alive. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That is why God's power is in your life. God's power is in your life for that one purpose. Every other thing is just an addition, it's just an extra. All those things are extras. Okay? The power of God for your family, for your prosperity, for your forward movements and all of that are extras. But the main thing is to confirm that Jesus is alive. To prove that Jesus is truly alive and he's still doing what he was doing before or before he left this earth. Hallelujah. So immediately you start thinking along these lines. The power of God starts working in your life on a consistent basis. Even when you're sleeping, it's working. It's an amazing thing. Yeah. Because you have the right perspective, every other thing starts falling in place as you're supposed to. The power of God in us is for that purpose. He anoints us to do what Jesus did, to do the same works that Jesus did. To confirm that the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven is here, is at hand, is here. So if you read in Acts chapter 10 verse 38, the Bible says that how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. He went about. Say he went about. Yeah. Doing good. You see. Yeah. So we, we also go about and do good to confirm that this is, is the same person who is working in us or working with us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So this this morning I want to share with you on uh, the third part of, um, so it's, it's a series actually, okay? And, and I've just given them different titles, but then it's the same thing that I'm talking about. Like I said, I started by letting you know that we are anointed and appointed for action, to act. What action? To bring more people to the house of God, to win souls. That is what it's all about, okay? That is why you are existing. If you want to know the reason for your existence, it's not so that you marry a nice gentleman, have lovely children, and be happy. That is part, but that is not the main thing. And I used, I gave you some examples. You know, I, I remember last week I was talking about the tree, a mango tree. If you 
plant a mango, okay, before you plant that mango, you need to do all kinds of things, isn't it? Before you plant the mango seed, you have something in mind. What you have in mind is the mango seed, the mango fruit. Is it true? But then you do a lot of things to make the mango fruits come. You will weed. You will prepare the ground. You will fertilize the soil. You do all of those things and plant before you plant your seed. And then as the seed is going, you water it, you do all kinds of things. But all the watering and all of that is not the main thing. You are not watering for watering's sake. You are watering for a particular reason so that you can have fruits at the end of the day. Hallelujah. So all the blessings that God brings into our lives, all the things that we have, all the things that God brings into our, the blessings, the joy, all of those things is for one purpose. It's so that your life will be a testimony for others. It's so that others can come in. It's so that salvation can come to people. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's so important every Christian understands this. Because a lot of Christians have lost focus. And are chasing things rather than getting the job that God has given to us done. There's one job that God has given to us. And that one job is to bring many to him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Let me show you a scripture. Go to Acts chapter 20. Acts chapter 20. Let's read from verse 20. It's called the Acts 20, 20 principle. This is Paul talking. He says, And how I kept back nothing that was profitable unto you, but have showed you and thought you publicly and from house to house. I have showed you what? Publicly. So there are times where we preach publicly. And there are times where we preach from house to house, to individuals. These are the two ways we do the work, the work of the ministry, publicly and from house to house. Next verse. Testifying both to the Jews and also to the Greeks. Number one, repentance toward God and faith toward our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Have you seen it? He says, this is, this is what I was, I was there for. I'm there to preach concerning repentance toward God and faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. This is the one job that we have. The one job we have is to let everybody hear about Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah, that is our job. Tell me, but that is our job. And it's not a job that an individual gives to you. It's not a job that um, a church gives to you. It's a job that the Lord himself gives to you when you, when you become born again. On the other side, in the Wednesday service, I'll be preaching concerning our build my church. It's along a similar line, but just slightly different. And I've been mentioning some things there as well. Now, oh, it's amazing. If only Christians will understand these things, eh? It will change their lives forever. To change their lives forever. One of the most difficult questions to answer is, what are you existing for? What are you existing for? I saw a young lady, 21, who had just died. Very beautiful girl. Do you know beauty? Very beautiful girl. When I saw the picture, I texted the person and said, what happened? He said, oh, she just complained of a headache. She's a nurse, the one I was talking to. So I asked her, what happened? She said, oh, she called me that she was not well. So I asked her to take this drug and take this drug. She took it. She said she was fine. The next day when I called, she said she had died. Just like that. So what was her life? Did she come to just come and die at 21? No, then what is the use of all the pampas we bought? All the, the serilac, the lactogen, the school fees. I don't know if you get it. If that is the reason that she'll come in 21, she'll go and then will cry and then that will be the end. I mean, then what is the use of life? What is the difference between you and a goat? Yeah, because a goat just exists for soup. And for stew and for other things. Chicken also exists for such, for such things. They even have more purpose than human because they can be eaten when they die. But you can't eat a human being up when a human being dies. Hey. So if your life is for these things, then there's, you are actually useless. To be honest, all the struggle, all the looking for a job, all BC that she wrote, SSC, she went to university, all of that is useless. It's useless. What do you think about what I'm saying? If that is the reason you came to attend school, go to school for BEC certificate, for SSC certificate, for university certificate, to become a medical doctor. When you become a medical doctor, then what else? 
there are a lot of doctors. My wife is a doctor, so I know what I'm talking about. There are a lot of doctors who don't like what they are doing. They don't like it. They are not happy at all. Their parents wanted them to be doctors so that they can be called father and mother of doctor. Basically, not because of anything. Yeah. <laughs> but Jesus lets us know the actual reason for life. He lets you know why you're existing. One of our, one of our elders in church died about, is it four years? Has it been four years? Four years ago. He died four years ago in March. You knew him. We all knew him. He died, I think he was 24, 25, 25 year old. Okay? 25 year old. He died just like that. He had a gruesome accident and died. His body was missing for one week. We couldn't find him. We had to look. I had to send people to go and look and find out where he had, where he was. And we found him in a mug. His father came to come and confirm that it was him. Yeah. If his life was to end at age 25, he was in university, he was university, right? He was doing pharmacy, I think. Yeah. If that is all it's all about, then what is it? Paul said, let us eat and drink for tomorrow we die. Yeah. If that is all what life is about, then let us eat and drink because tomorrow we will die. Whether you like it or not, you will go. So just eat, drink, do whatever you want to do. Is there a reason for life's existence? There is. There is. There is. I've explained it several times. There is. This is a probationary period. Your life here is a probation. We are on probation. All dead people are alive. Whether you like it or not, they are alive. They are there. Your father passed on some time ago. He's alive. He's not, he's not finished. He's there. This young man I'm talking about, he's alive somewhere in the heavens. Yeah. And you too, whether you like it, you also go. One of these days, we will also put your... You see, don't behave as though it will never happen in your life. We also put what a shock. Evaporated. Hey, evaporated. <laughs> what? Knockout. Log out. Wow. Is it something is really happening somewhere? Log out. The person has logged out. What a shock. Hallelujah. Listen. Getting someone born again and raising the person for the Lord is the reason why we are existing all. Do you know what I'm talking about? That is why you are, if you take that out, nothing else makes sense. Nothing else makes sense. The jobs, the money, the houses, everything. You will die and leave it here. There's a certain town in this country that has a lot of rich men. If you know, you know. It has a lot of rich men. You know, and recently I was talking to one of the rich men who is from that place. He has, he's blessed. And as he was talking, he was talking about a certain rich man who was ahead of him years ago. You know, and the properties he left. And I know some of the buildings he left. Right now, those buildings are, they were the best buildings at that time. This is about 30, 35 to 40 years ago. Very nice buildings. Right now, nobody's even inside though. If that was all his life, he came to come and build a house that will go waste after some time. Is that what his life was for? Do you see what I'm talking about? Then what is the use? What is the use? We, we amass wealth, become a very powerful person, you enjoy, you eat certain types of food, then poo-poo on certain types of toilet seats. You know, there's one that sings while the poo-poo is flat, when you are flashing it. When you stand up, it starts singing. Yeah, you've not seen it. Start singing. Hey, do you like my message at all? Hmm. You have money. You have this. You have, it's it's more. Life is more than that. There's a job for you and I to do. Okay, and God is testing you to see if you will do it. He's checking to see if you will do it. Will you do it? Will you be part of this great? effort by God to save people and change people's lives and stabilize them in the house of God. Would you be part of it? You have to be a part of it. It's amazing how God calls us, okay, anoints us, empowers us, and sends us out to go and act on his behalf and gives us reward. He calls us, he anoints us, and sends us to achieve his 
purposes and then gives us the reward after we have achieved his purposes uh, after he has anointed us and done all of those things it's an amazing thing so he rewards you yeah he rewards you how much he loves us so today i'm talking about the victor's reward okay the victor's reward he rewards you he just gives you rewards for working for him at the end of the day there's a certain day coming, whether you like it or not, you'll be rewarded for doing something for Jesus Christ. Yeah, you'll be rewarded. Even being in church, you'll be rewarded. You see the way she's standing and making a note. She can be sitting and making a note, but she's standing because she's an usher. Hey! She'll be rewarded for it. One day, one day, I went to church years ago. This is 2000 and, uh, 2010. How many years ago is that? 11 years ago. So I went to church, and when I went, I've not seen many visions or any of. I've not seen much, but these are one of the times that I saw something. The church was very small; very few people. We were not up to twenty, so it was difficult going to church. You get it? Yeah, I'm the pastor of the church, but it was difficult going to church. Yeah, it's like we are going to see just ten people, five people, eight people. I mean, but we we're going anyways. And I used to go from a very far away place. I had to move for more than an hour maybe an hour and 30 minutes to get to church you know and i'll walk to a certain point pick a car walk to another point pick another car and walk to church but i was going now one of the days i was so tired when i got to church i picked the microphone to preach when i stood to preach i think i've said this to you before you were there I th- that day i said it when I picked the microphone to preach, I saw an angel standing there with a book, like she's standing there with a book like this, and a pen, writing, and calculating the number of minutes and hours I had spent coming. Can you imagine? So he was writing, from here to here, this number of minutes, from here to here, this number of minutes, from here to here, this number of minutes, with rewards by it. When I saw it, I decided to go, be very far away from church, so I can be traveling more to church. Yeah. I was like, man... The Lord rewards us for all these things. Oh, then I am interested. Yeah. I am interested. I'm telling you, I saw it clearly. Yeah, I saw it clearly. I'm not lying to you. Yeah. So everything you do for the Lord is rewarded. Even a cup giving a disciple. Go to Matthew chapter 10, verse 42. Matthew chapter 10, verse 42. He says, and whosoever shall give, let's read 41 to 42, so it makes more sense, okay? He that receiveth a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. And he that receiveth a righteous man in the name of a righteous man shall receive a righteous man's reward. Next verse. Who and whosoever shall give to drink unto one of these little ones a cup of cold water only in the name of a disciple. Verily I say unto you, he shall in no wise lose his reward. He says, even giving a cup of cold water to a child of God, like a child of God is thirsty and then give him water. Oh, drink. He says, even that one, he reward you for it. Every minute thing that you do for anybody in the house of God or do whatever concern, that concerns God, he remembers and he reward you. Can you imagine? Isn't that amazing? Every little thing. Tell me by every little thing. He reward you. Even your, your boss does not remember some things that you did, certain things you did for the company. There are a lot of things you do for the company that nobody knows and nobody rewards you for. But God knows every single thing that you do for him. Can you imagine? So it's even a cup of cold water. One cup of cold water to a child of God will be rewarded. Look at Hebrews chapter 6 verse 10. I'm, I'm just showing you some of the rewards. for uh, So that you be interested. You get it? Like be interested. And it's amazing the reward is, is two-way. It's both here on earth and there in the heavens. After all is said and done, he will give you a reward. Yeah. And then whilst you are here too, you will have some rewards. Yeah. There's a testimony that I have, but I, I want it to be complete and I'll tell you. So that you see how God rewards. Yeah. You'll be surprised. You'd be surprised as much as I was surprised when I heard it. Yeah. He says, for God is not unrighteous. God is not what? He's not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love 
Why are you doing the things that you are doing for him? Why are you winning souls? Why are you talking to people? Why are you trying to... Some of you are brought to church by somebody. Why is the person bringing... Because he loves God. He loves the Lord. He's learned to love the Lord. He's learned to reciprocate the love of God. There are three levels of God's love. The first one is for everybody in the world. God loves people, and I've shared it with you. John 3.16, For God so loved the world, not the world full of trees, or lakes and stars and whatever. It's a world of people. Okay? For God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. God loves human beings. He doesn't joke with human beings at all. He doesn't like it when human beings perish at all. There are several places I can show you in the scriptures. That's the first level of God's love. The next level of God's love is for his children. Those who have received and accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and personal Savior. This is what I'm talking about. That's in 1 John chapter 3 verse 1. I'm just showing one scripture in each category. There are several I can show, but I just want to show you one one each. Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the word knoweth us not, because he knew him not. He says, look at what manner of love the Father has placed on us. He calls him Father now. So when you become born again, he becomes your father, you become his child. And he has another type of love for you. Behold, what manner of love, what type of love the Father has so lavishly bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. And it does not yet appear. It says, therefore, the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. Wow. Wow. That is for the children of God. Then the third level of his love is his love for his children who are interested in what he is interested in. You can have four children. But if one of them is very close and is ready to sympathize with you. Hmm? <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? And is ready to be with you and ready to go where you want him to go and do what you, you say he should do. I don't know if you, you know what I'm talking about. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like sometimes your mother can be so, mother can like you so much because you will do whatever she says you should do. You will go wherever she says you should go. And you are interested in what she's even doing. You want to help assist with her work. The love for you is different. I remember years ago, when I eat breakfast in the house, it was finished. I'm gone. I'll be moving around in the whole area. I used to be a kubolo. Do you know kubolo? Yeah. I eat lunch and supper in other people's homes. And other people will be sending me. Because I'll be watching a movie in their house. Then they'll say, but my friend, go and buy this. And I'll go and buy and come I used to go to cinema halls and all of that. I said, I was just 9 years old, 10 years old, 11 years old. Yeah, I got born again proper when I was 12. I was born again early, but I didn't understand. I started understanding when I was 12. And I received the Holy Ghost around that time. Then I started having proper understanding. Yeah, but before then I was just moving around. Yeah. One day I came home and my mother had given my younger brother something very nice. Then I said, where is mine? Then she gave me a proverb. In Chi. Let me say it in Chi and I'll say it in English. She said, Anuma Let me say it in English. The bear that is closest to the mother is the one that gets a grasshopper's tie to eat. Where? She asked me, where were you? You eat in the morning, it's finished. We don't see you again. We don't even know where you are going. That's where a lot of children of God are. They don't, they are not interested. They are only interested in the blessings that God gives. They are not interested in what God is interested in. So he has another type of love for those who are interested in what he's interested in. Those who are interested in saving the world like he's interested in. God has an aim. God is not aimless. God is not clueless. He has an aim. He knows exactly why he's, he's existing. He knows exactly why he's making you wake up and sleep. You know, some people can't sleep. Yeah. He knows why he gives you sleep. And knows why he wakes you up. He is not clueless. He's not remiss concerning his uh, his purpose. He knows exactly why. He's giving you life, giving you time, giving you opportunity. It's so that your life can be a blessing to others. You can bring others into the kingdom of God, into the house of God, and stabilize them. That is why you're existing. It's not because of work, whatever you are going to, you are learning to become a, an architect, a lawyer, a, a Spanish interpreter. An embassy, you work in an embassy. Listen, after working in the embassy, it's finished. You work, they will leave, they will leave you, they will move you out after some time. Or you don't know that people are giving 
you retire. If you, even if you don't retire after some time, when you're annoying them, they will tell you that it's okay. Take this package and leave. We want younger, fresher blood. You there, you don't know. Listen, life, live for God. Though. I don't know, sometimes I don't know how to say it. Like, live for God. Though. Eh? Live for the Lord. Try your best. Do something for the Lord. Try. Stabilize. Let someone's life be okay because of you. Because if you've noticed, you have destroyed people's lives. With your words, with your actions. In times past, or even right now as I'm talking to you. Decide that your life will be a blessing rather than being a curse. Hallelujah. So the third level of God's love, like I said, is for those who love him. Those who love him are also treated differently. If you return his love to him. Okay? If you return his love. And you return his love to him by being interested in what he's interested in. They say, show me your love by your actions. No, so. If you say you love me. Do you know what Jesus told uh, uh, Peter in John chapter 21, verse 15? John chapter 21, verse 15. Look at John 21, 15. Jesus said that, if you love me. So when they are dying, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, lovest thou me more than these? Do you love me more than all the things that you are around you? Fisherman things. The guy went back to fishing. Do you love me more than fisherman things? More than money, more than all these things. Then Simon said, yeah, Lord, yes, Lord. You know that I love thee. You know that I love you. Then he said to him, feed my lambs. If you love me, then feed my lambs. The proof that you love me is you feeding, you teaching somebody. The lambs are the young ones in the house, those who just got born again. Feed them. Then he went on again. Do you love me? Simon, do you love me? He said, Lord, you know I love you. Then he said, if you love me, feed my lambs. Feed my sheep. We are the sheep of his pastor. He was talking about Christians. You and I. He says, feed them. Talk to them. Train them. Raise them. Help them. Stand on their feet. If you love me, then do that for me. He didn't say, if you love me, worship me. He said, if you love me, feed my lambs. Yeah. He said two things about love for him. If you love me, keep my word. That's the first one. Let me show you that one. John chapter um, 14, verse 21. Jesus, as, Jesus knows exactly what he wants. God knows exactly what he's not confused. He that keepeth has my commandments and keepeth them. The one who has my word, the word commandments are actually words. The one who has my words and keeps them, he it is that love, loves me. He didn't say if you love me, you will do worship. No. That is why you can't be just a chorister. After you have become a chorister, do show him that you love him by training somebody too. What do you think? That is why we will not let you just sing. After you have sung, bring somebody to the house of God. Raise somebody. Be, be responsible for raising somebody. He didn't say, if you love me, do camera work. Actually, he's doing camera work. But there's more than that. He must make sure someone is established in the house of God. If you love me, keep my words. The first thing is to keep my word. Keep my commandment. And he that loveth me shall be loved of my father. And I will love him and will manifest myself to him. He says, if you love me, keep my word. So the proof that you love Jesus Christ or you love God is how you keep and hide his word in your heart. And you allow his word to lead you in life. You don't develop opinions for yourself. Oh, right now, uh, we don't, uh, this, the, the, the world is going a certain way. You don't need to take God seriously. You know, you don't live by your opinions. You live by the opinions of God. It's a proof that you love him. Others may be seeing all kinds of things. Right now, you have to live. You only live once, right? YOLO. So enjoy your life. Yeah, you a young lady. Give, give up your breasts and your bottoms and all of that to other people. Yeah, to enjoy. I mean, you only live once. Enjoy your life. This is your life. It is your life. Who told you it is yours? It is not yours. It is an investment that God has given to you. And one day he will ask you. Hey. So that was a fair. He said, if you love me, keep my word. Then the other one, he says, if you love me, feed my lambs feed my sheep feed change people's lives help others if you love me have you seen it yeah so his love for those who love him is different romans chapter 8 verse 26 and we know that all things work together for the good to them who love god to them who are called who are the called according to his purpose he says everything works together for the good of them who love god not for everybody every child of god's good for the good of them who love God. If you love him, everything works together for your good. This scripture is quoted by so many people, but they don't know that it's actually not for everybody. It's for those who love the Lord. 
Because they are Christians who don't love the Lord. Because, because it, they, are, they are Christians, they have the tag, they are born again, but they don't love God. They don't keep, they don't read the Bible. They don't keep it. When they read it, they don't keep it. Do you see? They don't allow it to influence them. So you have born again Christians who are doing all kinds of things. All kinds of things that you can imagine. Without any conscience, without anything pricking them and saying that, brother, sister, what you are doing is wrong. Change it. It's not supposed to be like that. They hear it, but then they're like, oh, you only live once. What has not come before? The Lord will forgive me. You only have God in forgiveness, in perspective, God's forgiveness in perspective. That's all you have. You've forgotten that you are also his servant. Apart from being children of God, we are servants of God. And the rules are different. They are not the same. They are different. As a servant, he's expecting your life to go in late. Just imagine if you call your servant. Mommy, come and come and give me food. And he says, go and find your own food. What will you do to that servant? It's finished. We are servants of God and children of God. They are two different things altogether. As a child of God, you can say to your father, I'm not coming. What will your father do? It depends on what type of father you have. There are those who will slap you like table tennis. And there are those who just laugh about it and forget. Yeah. So his fatherly role is different from his Lord role. We make Jesus the Lord of our lives. Meaning that we make him the owner of our lives. We don't exist on our own. He is our owner. Please, you understand? Mm-hmm. So apart from being a child of God, you are a servant of God. And what I'm seeing goes along the lines of you being a servant. Okay? Yeah. Hallelujah. So when you start working for him like that, he is ready to reward you. Yeah, he says he's not unrighteous. God is not unrighteous. Go back to that place. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 10. For God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love. It's a labor, a work and labor. It's work. It will make you sweat. For instance, this Sunday, we are, we are trying to bring a lot of people. You have to do some something, some, like, your energy will go. You will do what you weren't doing before. Yeah, your money will go. Your time will go. What do you think? What does work work takes your time? It takes your energy. It takes your money. It takes your intelligence. It takes what else? Your emotions. Have you noticed that work takes your emotions? Sometimes you don't want to go to work, but then you have to be there. And when you go, your boss will say, my friend, why are you not doing this? Then you look at him like, you are not even paying me right. Yet you want me to do this. What are you talking about? Is it true? So, the work and the labor for God is the same. It will take your energy. It will take your time. It will mess up with your emotions. You realize that you are trying to bring someone to the church and the person is insulting you. It's like, do you know, do you know who I am? How can you insult somebody like me? I'm a doctor for crying out loud. They don't care whether you're a doctor or whatever. Go away. I'm a manager in my company and so what? My friend, I'm not coming. It will mess up with your emotions. It will take your money. Yeah, some of you have been coming here every day during the week. Yeah, every day you've been coming. The whole week. Because of this thing that we're coming to do. You are, you were here on Tuesday. Wednesday you were here. Thursday you were here. Friday you were here. Saturday you were here. Sunday you are here. Don't you think God knows that it's fool you are using to go up and down? Yeah. If me, I know that you are using fool and I'm conscious of it that you are using fool. Or you are using your money for lorry fare, going and coming, boats fare. Someone just put on the page, anybody with free boats, whatever. <laughs> when I saw it, I said, man. I yes, it. It has become hot. Free? Do you have boat discounts? Oh. All because of the Lord. Yeah. All because of the Lord. You could have done something else, but you have understood some of these things and you want to do something for the Lord. God knows that you are using money. He knows that you are using time. He knows that you are, you are using your emotions. He knows that you are using your intellect. You have to think about making sure this one, you program your mind. I have to meet these people at this time and meet these ones at this time. You have to plan and pick this one and do, hey! What a shock. You think God does not know? He says, for God is not unrighteous. He's not, he's not like a human being. 
he's not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love, which you have showed towards his name. It's towards his name. It's for his sake. It is for his sake. In that you have ministered to the saints and you still do minister. You have ministered to the saints and you still do minister. He reward you. Look at Revelation chapter 22 verse 12. Revelation 22 verse 12. This is Jesus talking. He says, And behold, I come quickly. And my reward is with me. To give every man according as his work shall be. So the second coming of the Lord is for the purpose of giving you rewards. Can you imagine? That he says, I'm coming. I come quickly. For what purpose? I am coming with my reward. It is my reward. And I'm coming to give it to you. To give every man according to his work, as his work shall be. Wow. Listen, after all is said and done, it is what you did for him that will matter. Do you know what he will do? He will weigh what he did for you. Because he loved you so much, he died for you. Has anybody died for you before? <laughs> will you die for somebody? <laughs> or if you're a husband here, stand up. Those of you are married. If you're a husband, stand up. Stand up. Then we have a lot of weddings to go. Okay, there's one there too. One, two, three. Plus me, four. Will you die for your wife? Your wife is right here. Will you die for your wife? But no, Pastor. Hey. You will not die for your wife. I have work to do for the Lord, so <laughs> it says he has work to do for the Lord. Hey! What a shock. Yeah, will you die for him? She says she also not die for you. Will you die for your wife? Is she there? Yeah, she's there. Will you die? You not die for your wife. Hey. Listen, human beings are human beings like their life. Your life is the highest thing that you have. And you'll be surprised that it is not easy for you to die. <laughs> for your loved one, like even though you love this person, when an arm robber comes and puts a gun at your your head and says your wife or yourself. You may not say anything, but like, so that I can live. Because when she dies, you marry another person. It's even in the Bible. The Bible even acknowledges it. Romans chapter 5, verse 7. Let's read from verse 6 to verse 7. You can take your seats. Thank you. God bless you. Let's clap for them. He says, for when we were yet without strength, in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. He died for the people who were not correct. Next verse. Then he says, for scarcely for a righteous man will one die. Yet by the adventure for a good man, someone would even dare to die. Let's read that. We don't understand how he's saying it. Let, message. Maybe a message you say it well. We can understand someone dying for a person worth, worth dying for. We can understand it's understandable that someone would want to die for somebody. And we can understand how someone good and noble could inspire us to selfless sacrifice. That one too is there. Isn't it? But you will not die for somebody who, who is of no consequence to you. Oh? It's of no consequence to you. He says, when we were of no use to God. Eh? When we were of no use. That's the next verse. But God put his love on, on the line for us by offering his son in sacrificial death. While we were of no use. Whatever to him. Can you imagine? Yeah. Because you may want to die for your wife. You may want to die for your husband. It's very possible. Yeah. It's a may. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But this guy died for you. So he will weigh what he did. And then check it with what you also did for him. So Paul mentions in Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse um, 13 and 14 and 15. Look at it. 2 Corinthians 5.13 It says, For if we be beside ourselves, it is for your sake. For whether we be beside ourselves, it is to God. Or whether we will be sober, it is for your, your cause. Next verse. For the love of Christ constrained us. Let's read message. Christ's love has moved me to such extremes. His love has the first and last word in everything we do. Our firm decision is to work from this focus center. One man died for everyone. That puts everyone in the same boat. This is, this is the perspective I'm working from. One man died from, 
One man died for everyone. That puts everyone in the same boat. Next verse. He included everyone in, in his death so that everyone could also be included in his life. A resurrection life. A far better life than people ever lived on their own. Have you seen it? Next verse. Okay. He doesn't say it the way um, King James says it. But King James says that he died so that those of us who are alive will no longer live for ourselves, but live for the one who died and rose again. Passion. Verse 15, right? Okay, let's, let's read from verse 14. For it is Christ's love that fuels our passion and motivates us. Because we are absolutely convinced that he has given his life for all of us. This means all died with him. So that those who live should no longer live self-absorbed lives. But lives that are poured out for him. Lives that are poured out for him. The one who died for us and now lives again. Have you seen it? He wants you to live your life for him because he lived for you. He died for you. So the question, what are you doing for him? Say, I will do something for him. Say it like you mean it. So he has to, he says, I'm coming with my words in my hands to give to you. Okay? To give to you. To appreciate you for what you did for me. So be a child of God who does not extract his life, his or her life from anything with respect to doing something for God. Like you are, you are, you are fine. You walk to church. You are a Christian, so you walk to church nicely, or you drive to church nicely, you enjoy the service, you enjoy the preaching, then you walk back, or you drive back home, enjoy your life, you have a very nice family, whatever, you are fine, everything is okay. You, you are not into bringing others to God and establishing others for Him. You will not get any reward. He's coming with His reward for you. You see? And He expects you to work for Him. With the mindset that he's going to reward you. First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 58. Look at First Corinthians 15, 58. First Corinthians 15, 58. It says, therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Have you seen it? It says, know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. He will reward you. So work for him, abound in it. Let's, let's really amplify it. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be firm, steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, always being superior, excelling, doing more than enough in the service of the Lord. Do more than enough in the service of the Lord. Why? Knowing. And being continually aware. He wants you to be continually aware that your labor in the Lord is not futile. You are Christus. Some of you just joined the choir. You'll be coming on Saturday. Maybe nobody will be here. You'll be here. You have to rehearse till 12 a.m. <laughs> My dear, how are you? It's good to see you. I met you last Wednesday, right? Yes. You'll be here for a long time singing. You sing and they say, they will say, no, no, no. <laughs> sing it this other way. The Lord is coming. They say, no, 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 no. <laughs> Change it. You'll be in drama. You are doing drama. When you say that, your drama head will say, Hey, my friend, my friend, my friend, what kind of nonsense is that? Oh, I, I brought myself to drama. Now they are saying, what kind of nonsense is that? I brought myself. I brought myself. I will remove myself. <laughs> yeah, I brought myself. I will remove myself. How difficult is that? When she says that, Hey, hey, you're not doing well. You look at the person like, you look at him like this. And then you make up your decision in your mind. If you will see me again, you will not see me again. He says, No, and be continually aware that your labor in the Lord is not futile. It is not, it is never wasted or to no purpose. He will reward you. He will reward you. As you decide to be serious with the Lord and do something for him, you'll be hurt by one person or the other. Oh, yes, you'll be hurt. I'm the pastor of the church. Even me, I've been hurt. And I've also hurt people. Yeah, we hurt each other. Yeah, you step on my toe. I step on your toes off. Hey! But then because of the Lord. So you do everything with the Lord in perspective. Listen, you have a faithfulness to God, not to any man. Okay? Your faithfulness is God expects you to be faithful. He expects you to be loyal to him. Loyal in achieving his work that he has given to you to achieve. Matthew chapter 25. Let's read from verse 14. 
The Lord reward you. I tell you, there's a victor's crown for you. There are crowns. There are things that he has reserved for you. All the, He knows. Oh, he knows. Recently, I was driving to this place. And I realized I'd come throughout the week. I'd been coming like from uh, ma- even that, the Monday I came. Normally, Monday is a rest day. But Monday I came. All the way to the next Sunday. And my fool was just running. That day I was even complaining. I don't know if you guys were. Yeah, I was saying that this week I've spent like 300 or 400 cities on fuel. I've been going and coming, going and coming. Hey. As I was thinking and, you know, thinking about my fool, I said, don't you think I know about your fool? I know about your fool. What is your problem? Yeah. Like I said, they are, they are earthly rewards. They are earthly rewards. For instance, I, I don't struggle with some things. Maybe all that I'm wearing is even bought for me. I think all that I'm wearing is a gift. This is from you. This is from somebody in Kumase. This one is also from somebody. My shoes also. My socks is even a gift. Everything. Even my haircut is a gift. I don't have to buy a lot of things. Yes. Can you imagine? I don't have to buy a lot of things. This week, I think I've received like 3,000 CDs as gifts. What you work, people work for for hours. It's a gift to me. Can you imagine? I, I'm be, I've been blessed with what? Is it three cars or four cars? I've, no, I've never bought a car in my life. I've never bought a car in my life. Because the sacrifice I made, some people don't make. When my mates were doing some things, I, God told me, do this. Very painful. I said, hey, Lord, are you sure about this thing? Are you sure? Yeah. I realized like I was, looking, I was losing my life. God said, do it. Just do it. Do it. Give your life for it. Today, all the things I left for the Lord, I've gotten. I said, there's a time when I, when it comes, I'll come and show it to you. Yeah. All the things that people were looking for that I forsook and did something for the Lord, I've gotten it in multiple folds. Yeah. Now I don't even like them anymore. I want to give them to other people. Yeah. I'm blessed. Can you imagine? And that's what happens for you when you do something for Him. Even, so Peter asked Jesus, Master, Lord, we have left all and have followed you. What shall we have? Matthew chapter 19, verse 29. Look at it. Matthew 19, 29. Then we'll come back to Matthew 25. Go, go up. Go to 28 or 27. 27, rather. Then answered Peter and said unto him, Behold, we have forsaken all. We have forsaken everything. These guys are, you, God does not ask you to leave your job. He's not asking you to leave your job. He's asking you to do extra. After you close from work, do something for me before you sleep. Like, talk to somebody. Arrange and bring somebody to the house of God. You may not be able to lead the person to Christ, but bring the person to church. We'll lead the person to Christ. What do you think? He's not saying leave your wife, leave your husband, leave your children. He's saying make arrangements, make space available for me to be able to work with you. That's all he's asking you to. Sing in the choir on Sunday mornings. When you come, sacrifice Saturday afternoons. From five, what time do you meet? Yes, you met at one to seven. What? It's not like that all the time, is it? It's because of the program. So it's normally three to five. So let's use that one. Sacrifice three p.m. to you can sing. Oh, have you realized that you can sing? Ask your neighbor. Have you realized that you, 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 you can sing? But you are hiding inside the the, the, the church with your nice voice. When they are singing, you say, "Hey, hey, what are they saying?" Yesterday, somebody was talking. There are some things that uh, I can't bear. When you are singing, you are burning the song. I can't bear it. Or when you are speaking English and you are singing, like you are saying some things, like I can't bear it. Really, it's very difficult for me. You get it? So yesterday, I was listening to the radio, and some children were talking. The first one spoke nicely. The second one spoke nicely. The third one, when she started talking. I almost, I almost went off the road. I said, hey! So I put the radio off. Quickly. I, I didn't want to. Hey. You two, you are, you are versed with certain types of voices. So when they are singing, you are like, ah! What are they saying? They are, you know you can sing better than them. You know. You can dance better. When I got born again, I lost all my Michael Jackson skills. I don't, I don't remember all my, my Michael Jackson moves anymore. You know you can sing better. So why are you sitting down? You know you can dance better. Why are you sitting down? 
you know you can you are you are a wild guy you can bring 100 people to the house of god at once you know you know that these people who are bringing you they are even joking when they are bringing, like uh, children small boys are young you know so rise up tell me about rise up there's a reward at stake yeah there's a reward that the lord will reward you there's a reward at stake rise up okay peter said listen we have forsaken all and have followed you what shall we have what shall we have therefore what shall we've left i've left my wife i'm following you i've left my children peter had wife and children he was a fishing whatever guru he had left everything and he was following jesus jesus told him next verse and jesus said unto him unto them verily i say unto you that ye which have followed me in the regeneration when the son of man shall sit in the throne of his glory he shall also sit upon 12 thrones judging the 12 tribes of israel and everyone that has forsaken houses or brethren or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my name's sake shall receive an hundredfold and shall inherit everlasting life. There's another one in Mark. The one in Mark is nicer. He lets them know. He says, you shall inherit an hundredfold now in this time. Now. In this time. In that place he says, nobody who has forsaken everything for my sake and for the gospels. He lets you know for my sake and for the gospel. Go to yeah. Then Peter began to say unto him, Lo, we have left all and have followed thee. Mark 10, 28. And Jesus answered and said, Verily I say unto you, There is no man that has left house or brethren or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my sake and the gospels. Next verse. But he shall receive an hundredfold now in this time. Now in this time. Now in this life that we are in. So even if you are not interested in the rewards after, there's a reward for you here. He says, now in this time, he shall inherit brethren. He shall have many brethren. Do you know now, I don't even need my family member, my natural family. I don't need them. Yeah, you are all here. If I say you should come, if I'm doing naming ceremony and I say you should come, will you not come? Ah. I have to limit, like, no, no, this number of people so that my money can stay small. Yeah, if I say I'm doing something and I want you to attend, will you not come? Yeah, we have more than 3,000 church members. They will all be there. If I say I'm inviting everybody, I'm in trouble. Do you know that some people get married and they don't have anybody coming for their wedding? Nobody comes. Yeah. Nobody. Nobody's there. They can send invitation to everybody. Nobody will show up. They are lacking brethren and sisters and mothers. When you do what you are supposed to do for God, it says you will inherit brethren. You will inherit mothers. You will inherit sisters. I have several mothers. On Mother's Day, my problem is I can't call everybody. Because I have too many people who have mothered me in various ways and in various forms. Yeah. Then he says, children, you have many, you are my children. Oh yeah, you are my children. I'm blessed. Yeah. I'm blessed. If I call you and say, come, you'll be there. Oh. I, that, those things, I don't have a, like, I don't lack help. I don't, none of those things. Yeah. And lands. He says, you shall have lands free of charge. He wasn't talking about land in heaven. He's talking about land here on earth. What people are looking for, he says, you will have it. Lands. Hmm? Then he says, with persecutions. People will not understand, people will not understand how, how come we are all working here, but you, you have some things. We don't have it. Then you tell them it's the Lord. It's the favor of the Lord. Yeah. So you need to do extra. Apart from going to school, going to work, working in that uh, hospital, working in that law firm, working in that construction place, working in all of, working with the sewing. After you have sold, come and do something for the Lord. Do something extra for the Lord. Knowing that your labor is not in vain. Know that your labor is not in vain. And remember that as his servant, he's expecting you to be faithful with the work that he has given to you. Okay? I was going to show you a certain scripture before I came here. Do you remember? Which scripture was it? Matthew what? 25.14. So let me show it to you now. For the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country who called his own servants and delivered them his goods. He gave them goods. His servants. Next verse. And he, called, he says the kingdom of heaven, isn't it? And unto one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one. To every man according to his several ability. And straight away he took his journey. He gave everybody something. And then left. Next verse. Then he that had received the five talents went and traded with the same. He went to work with the same. The word traded is to work. 
If you've been in the church for some time as a leader, you know, we talk about my work, my work, my faithfulness. This is where the work is from. Five talents went and traded. The word traded is to work, to journey, to do something with the same. And made them other five talents. He increased what he had. What he had been given, he had five, and he worked with it and had five extra. And likewise, he that had received two, he also gained two uh, other two. He also went to work and had two more coming in. Next verse. And but he that had received one went and digged in the earth and hid his lost money. You know, the earth represents the world. So he hid his Lord's money in the world. In other words, he gave his gifts. Everybody, every one of us has something from the Lord. You have an ability from the Lord. And he's expecting you to work for him with it. Not only to work for Ecobank or Barclays or SGSSB or Stanchart or Bui <laughs> or ECG or Minton Skylar or KFC. Do you see? He's not expecting you to work with that only. This guy took the ability that God has given to him and hid it in the earth. He gave it to the world only. That's what he's, that's what he means. He gave his ability, his mind, his strength, his heart, his everything to a particular company and gave it to a particular organization. He gave it to Snits, to Cocoa Board. He gave his strength, his talent only to the world. He hid it in the earth. Eh? He digged in the earth and hid his Lord's money. Yeah, his Lord's money. He's forgotten that he will give account. After a long time, the Lord of those servants cometh and reconnect with them. Like Jesus is coming. It says, behold, I come quickly and I have my words with me. Isn't it? And so he that had received five talents came and brought other five talents, saying, Lord, thou deliverest unto me five talents. Behold, I have gained beside them five talents more. I have done something with it. I have gotten five more. Look at what the Lord said. His Lord answered, said, said unto him, Well done, thou good and what? Faithful. So the Lord is expecting you to be faithful to him with what he has given you to do for him. He's expecting it. Whether you know it or not, he's expecting it. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I plan on talking to all of the church about faithfulness or unfaithfulness this year. Okay, yeah. And I'll go into details concerning your faithfulness to God. It is primarily to God. You are not doing anything for me. You are not trying to make my church bigger. If I die, the church will continue. Yeah. It's not my church. My name is not... Do you see Pastor T Incorporated or Pastor T International Church? There's nothing like that. It's not my church. It is, it is our church. It is the Lord's church. So don't think that, oh... When I'm doing that, I'm doing this for the pastor. When I want to give a title, I give it to him. Listen, I'm paid a very small amount of money in the church. I've never taken everybody's tithe, like all the offering, tithes, partnership, everything. This month. This month. It's my month. Ah. Aya, aya. This month, I'm buying two houses. I'm doing this. There's nothing like that. There's nothing like that. There are pastors who do that, but we don't do those things. We don't do those things. We use your money to do what you gave it for. Do you understand? So it is our church. It is not somebody's. It's our church. Yeah. He says, good and faithful servant. Well done. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many. This is the reward. I will make thee ruler over many things. He says, you have been faithful with a few things. Whatever you are doing for him is few, is small. Compared to the reward he's going to give to you. Yeah. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. The same thing happened to the second guy. He was also giving, made the Lord over many things. Then the guy who had the one came and said, I know you. Next way, go to that place. Then he which has received one talent came and said, Lord, I knew thee that thou art a hard man. He didn't understand that the Lord loved him and that he must reciprocate the Lord's love back to him. He knew, he knew the Lord as a hard man. You know, those who say, well, me, I'm not good, so I can't do anything for the Lord. You, you think God is looking at your badness. He's not looking at your badness. Is if only you see his love, your badness will leave. It's because you are always looking at yourself. Always, he, mean, he sees you through Christ. He doesn't see you as you are. He sees you through Jesus. Nobody here's life is correct. I can point to people and say things. things. I'm the pastor that I can point and say, this one. When she was talking, I was just looking at her. I was just, I was just thankful. I was like, man, Lord. The Lord can do things. As we were talking, I had a vision of you. Yeah. Yeah. I had a vision of you doing something very powerful. I was like, man, God is funny. Sometimes when you look at God using us, 
and using other people, you are, you are like, hey, God is very funny. God. Someone like me, you can use like, ah, God. God has done some. Ask your neighbor, hasn't God done some for you? Look at your somewhereness. And look at how God is using you to do something for him. Hey. You realize you don't smile much. Now you are an usher. Hey. What a shock. So this guy didn't think, he didn't know the love of the Lord for him. Yeah. He says, Lord, I knew that thou art a hard man, reaping where thou hast not sown and gathering where thou hast not strawed. You're a wicked man. I don't, I don't want to deal with you. Next verse. And I was afraid. You see, fear. He was functioning with fear. He was afraid of God. I am not good enough to work for God. I am not good enough to do anything in his house. I'm afraid of him. Maybe if I'm doing this and we are making a mistake, the Lord will strike me with thunder. So he didn't, he hid, he gave everything to the world. And that's one of the major things that prevents people from working for the Lord. Because they look at themselves. I am not good enough. When I said yes to God, I was not correct. I knew I was not correct. God knew I was not correct. We both knew <laughs> that he used me anyway. Yeah. God does not use perfect people. He perfects people. That's what the church, the church is for perfecting people. It's not for perfect people. It's for perfecting the saints. He does not use qualified people. He qualifies the one he calls. When he calls you, then he will qualify you. So don't stop looking at yourself. Hey, if I come and uh, uh, I do this, I don't know what they, they will do with me in the church. Listen, don't worry. Come come and do it. We'll be happy with you. Hey. <laughs> God thinks differently. And I was afraid and went and hid thy talent in the earth. Lo, that thou hast, that is thine. Take back what you give to me. God does not expect you to come back alone to him. Like don't ascend to heaven alone. As a child of God, you come. Where, where, how have you come? I am here. I have come with my life. No, he wants you to ascend with others. To bring other people. Who are those you have come with? You see. Next verse. And his Lord answered and said unto him, Thou wicked and slothful servant. Wicked and lazy servant. So not doing anything for the Lord is laziness. He, think, he thinks you are wicked to him. You are wicked to me. You are wicked. Look at what I did for you. You didn't do anything for me. Wicked servant. Wicked servant. You had nice voice. You could dance. You could bring people. You could have put people in your car. You could do this. You didn't do it. Wicked servant. Yeah. Wicked. And lazy. Because it is work. It is work. I've told you it is work. No, so. Now work. You move. You walk. You do some things. If you are not up and doing, you will not do anything for him. That's the truth. I've been working. I, listen, I've been, I've been pastoring for the last 12 years. I've been a pastor for 12 years. Yeah, I've been preaching and talking to people, going here. I've almost lost my life on several locations, driving to go and do something for the Lord. Yeah. Two, was it two, two, two years ago, 2018. Hey, I, three occasions, I almost died. Like I was driving from Kumasi to Accra. And some, some people nearly crashed me. Yeah, I was going to do something for the Lord. I almost died. I said, hey, if I died today, I would have been surprised. <laughs> I would have been very surprised. <laughs> Man. One day a VIP bus almost crashed me. I was by him. He didn't, he did, I don't know whether he saw me or he didn't see me. He almost took me off the road. I had to step on the brakes and go off the road and be there for some time for him to pass. Hey. Everybody was looking at me like this. Another day, at just after Sukum, I was going, you know, and this guy was going, he was going top speed, then he just decided that he would go off the road, to the left, and I was coming to overtake, you get it, if you're overtaking, you go to the left and then you go, so I was overtaking him, when I tried to overtake him, he came off the road to the left, and I had to veer off, completely, I almost hit him. I'm, it was going to be a bloody thing. We we're going to somersault like seven times. Yeah. And I, I just stood on the brakes. By God's grace, I held the steering. And I put my hand on the steering wheel. And I just said, thank you, Lord. I didn't mind him. I just continued my journey. <laughs> I just went. Yeah, it's, it's clearly he's been sent. He's coming to. He's been sent by somebody. Hey. Amazing. Yeah. You hazard your life. The Bible says that uh, Naphtali 
and uh, Zebulon are they who jeoparded their lives. They hazarded their lives for the Lord. So brothers and sisters, there's a reward for you. Tell anybody there's a reward for you. For whatever you do for him. So my last scripture once again. First Corinthians 15, 58. I've said it to you. I want to say it to you one last time. Let's read the Amplified. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be firm, steadfast, immovable, always. Tell me about always. always. Not when you are in a good mood. Not when it is suitable. Not when exams uh, is coming. Or it's not coming. Do you understand what I'm saying? I'm not saying, some people just wrote the exam last week. We had to go off to write your exam. Huh. But don't, if the exam is five months away, you say, I have exams, so. <laughs> I have exams, so I can't do this. And Even when things are not so nice in your life, always, always, always. Even when your child dies, always. Do you know Reverend Isudanaba? Reverend Isudanaba's, um, two beautiful daughters, two beautiful daughters. Very beautiful and very spiritual. This was Easter. And we were driving from tech. I was in school then. I was, I think I'd finished school. I just finished my first degree. And they were driving, they had come to first year. They were going back for a convention, Easter convention at Bogatanga. Their driver was going with them. The secretary was with them. Two of so four of them. As they were going and going and going, they had a gruesome, gory accident, and all of them died. He lost two of his daughters on the spot and he was supposed to preach that day yeah he cried wiped his tears and went to stand behind the pulpit and preached powerfully after he went to bear his children life goes on you don't say that uh, i've been serving the lord uh, what's all this i've been serving let's say let me say i've been serving the lord I've been serving the Lord with all of my life. Look at what the Lord has done to me. Lord, if you see me again, you'll not see me again. He didn't say that. He was there. there those who say that uh, my things are not going, I've been serving the Lord, things are not going. Listen, someone lost two of his children. He's still preaching. And he's preaching on the love of God. How much God loves us. And how much he will not lose, he will never let us go. Hey. Love revolution. That was when he started preaching to love. Love. Man. What have you lost? You've not lost anything. Archbishop will say, What have you suffered? What have you survived? Hey. So always abounding in the work of the Lord. Always being superior, excelling, doing more than enough. As the years go by, you do more than enough in the service of the Lord knowing and being continually aware that your labor in the Lord is not futile. It is never wasted or to no purpose. God bless you for listening. We pray that the word of God will be rooted and grounded in your heart as you give attention to the word. Kindly follow Pastor T and Love Economy Church on all social networks for more of God's word. Don't forget to subscribe to the Pastoti podcast. Simply search for Pastoti on any podcast app. Plug in and enjoy God's word. Visit our website at loveeconomychurch.org for more information. God bless.